0: Welcome into Outkick the Show. I am your fearless leader Clay Travis. I hope all of you are having a fantastic Friday as winter weather has swept in all over the entirety it feels like of the country. There's not very much winter weather in my area of Nashville. But the kids are out of school, so if you hear some screaming in the background, it might well be my boys who are playing Fortnite right now directly beneath me uh, in the house, and they are fighting every single minute all day long. I've had to go downstairs a couple of times during the Clay and Buck show to make sure they weren't killing each other during commercial breaks, but that is parenthood, uh, and uh, that's the world we're in. Right off the top here, by the way, $5.00. Bet at Fanduel.com on either the Bengals or the Rams. That's $5 on the Bengals or the Rams. Turns into $280. It's a 55 to 1 payout. $5 turns in to $280. All you have to do is pick the winner. Get a friend, family member, side chick, whoever it might be to take the other side. And you can bet $10. The two of you will be guaranteed to win $280. That's a heck of a Valentine's Day dinner. Nice Valentine's Day date. $5.00 to win 280, all you have to do is go to Fanduel.com slash Clay. That is Fanduel.com slash Clay. Okay, the Winter Olympics are officially underway. I view the fact that we allowed China to have the Winter Olympics as a fundamental failure of democracies around the world. I don't believe that we should have gone into China, bowed down in front of them. I believe, based on the data, that it's likely that China created COVID and that it escaped from a Chinese lab. They lied about it. They lied about all the data surrounding COVID. And now we're going to go back and allow Beijing, which isn't even really a winter destination in the first place, to host the Winter Olympics. And we're going to then, shame on you, NBC, have Savannah Guthrie hosting the uh, opening ceremonies, gushing about how great Uh, China was to allow a Uyghur to light the flame. It's embarrassing. Uh, She said that, uh, that, that there were accusations basically of genocide in China. No, no, there's genocide in China. The world agrees. And so allowing Chinese propaganda to get out is embarrassing, it is shameful. The fact that we even went there. I've been arguing for a long time. Last year, I went to Park City. Had an incredible time in Park City, Utah. I don't ski. I don't really like winter sports. Truth be told, I'm not a big fan of cold weather. So I don't really enjoy being outside when it's cold. I don't like any cold weather sports. Sue me. I don't like to ski. I don't like to. Uh, I don't like to ice skate. I don't like to uh, play hockey. I don't even like curling. I'm not a favor of putting on more clothes to play a sport. Just not for me in general. All right. So, uh, but. I also looked at Park City and I said, wait, they've already hosted the Olympics here. If the United States had any gumption at all, what we would have done is host our own Winter Olympic Games in Park City and spurned the IOC and the Olympics in general and told all Western democracies, all people who believe in human rights, hey, come participate in our version of the Olympic Games and... We're not going to go to China and bow down. It's embarrassing what's going on. Nancy Pelosi encouraged American athletes effectively to shut up and dribble. She's just like Adam Silver and all of these other fakes. In America, athletes rip our institutions to shreds when they actually deal with true human rights abuses, with actual legitimate genocide, Nancy Pelosi is telling everybody to shut up and dribble and not say a word. She should be the commissioner of the NBA. She and Adam Silver have a lot in common. To me, this is one of the great failures of American policy and also of world diplomacy that we would allow Beijing, Chairman Xi, in the middle of human rights violations and genocides when he's taken over Hong Kong, when he's contemplating taking over Taiwan, that we would allow him to host the Winter Olympics is a profound failure and a disgrace. All right, we got a couple of different big dramas going on. Auburn football, down on the plains, everything is out of whack. There was a statement put out. I want to read it. Make sure that I read it accurately uh, so that uh, so that I don't mess this up. Uh, the president of Auburn University just put out a statement. I want to read it and make sure I get this right. Uh, we got Twitter, uh, sorry, we had Alex Berenson on the show today. I'm reading through my, uh, my Twitter feed. encourage you to go listen to Clay and Buck. Go give us five stars for OutKick, the show. If you enjoy this show, go give us five stars. My buddy Dub, reading all those five-star reviews. If we like your five-star review, and by we, I mean he. If you make him laugh, give him five, Give us five stars. I'll send you his autographed copy of my book. But uh, the president of Auburn, Jay Gog said there have been a lot of rumors and speculation about our football program. I just want you to know we're trying to separate fact from fiction. We'll keep you posted and make the appropriate decision at the right time. Effectively, what's going on here, it appears to me, is Auburn is trying to see if they can fire uh, Brian Harson for cause and avoid having to pay him the entirety of the buyout that he would otherwise be owed after only one year down at Auburn. Now... This is messy in many ways uh, because all the offensive and defensive coordinator turnover, all of the mess associated with his coaching staff, what exactly is being investigated? We don't know. There are tons of rumors out there about an inappropriate relationship. For instance, Brian Harson's wife has fired back against those allegations. Who knows what in the world exactly is going on? But this feels... A little bit like the Jeremy Pruitt situation at Tennessee where Auburn may be angling to fire Brian Harson and not have to pay him everything that he would be owed under his buyout. Who knows who might be in play at Auburn? Lane Kiffin, I've seen Matt Rule discussed, Hugh Freeze. There are a lot of different potential angles that the Auburn Tigers could go if things come unraveled in a major way with Brian Harson down at Auburn. That is going on. We got drama also in another part of the SEC West where Jimbo Fisher signed the best recruiting class according to the composite rankings in the history of college football. Let me repeat that. Texas A&M Aggies and Jimbo Fisher signed the best recruiting class in the history of college athletics and then Jimbo went to war with anybody out there who said, hey, The only reason why guys are coming and signing with Auburn is because of the money that is being offered under name, image, and likeness. Now, I know a little bit about the situation right now in college football, and there is a lot of money being discussed for top five-star athletes in terms of their commitment to a university. And this is going to be messy because it's not only NIL money, it's NIL money Combined with the ability to transfer with no restrictions. Because think about it, just wanna walk you through this. You can sign with a school as a high school senior slash true freshman, bank a ton of NIL money, and then be able to transfer no strings attached after your first year to a brand new school. Then, if you are on top of the ball academically, you can graduate in three years and get an additional transfer opportunity based on the grad transfer exemption. My understanding is right now, you could have a situation where a college kid in four years plays for three different programs never has to sit out at all. I don't know that we have really come to grips with how much of a mess we have created and potentially unlocked when it comes to college kids being able to jump around and get paid. Now, I'm a capitalist. I am beyond a shadow of a doubt a capitalist. I want you to make as much money as you possibly can off of your talents. But I'm also a realist. And I think what has happened right now with the, con- uh, the, the, the confluence of NIL money in conjunction with unlimited and unrestricted transfers is we have unlocked a potential huge mess as it pertains to guys being able to leave and being able to be paid in a big dollar figure, you're not committed long run. Now, I don't know what the actual answer is here. I think maybe if you're taking NIL money, you should have to be committed to that school for three or four years. To me, that's one possibility here. You lose your ability to transfer because you can't create multiple bidding wars. Remember, We're talking about perpetual free agency existing for college players with no salary cap involved. So unlike uh, in, say, the NFL where everybody has an equal amount of dollars to spend on players, we're talking about some programs having money hand over fist to spend and others not having hardly any at all. I just don't know how this is going to play out. It's going to be the Wild West for the next four or five years. And then I do think that the schools and the coaches and the administrators are all going to take a step back and say, man, we need to really think about this. Remember, you're also talking about not-for-profit institutions. We're not even talking about a professional level of athletics. There are going to be a lot of guys, frankly, making more money to play quarterback at major college football teams than they make to play quarterback in the NFL. It's going to be better to be a starting quarterback at, let's say, the University of Alabama than it is to be a backup quarterback in the NFL. That's something that I think is going to have to be addressed and looked at. I want to give a shout out. Shaquille O'Neal. It's easy right now for people to look around at the larger universe and be afraid to actually say what they believe. So I want to give a shout out to Shaq. I shared this video on social media yesterday. Shaquille O'Neal, the big Aristotle, Uh, I remember one of my favorite Shaquille O'Neal quotes of all time is I'm like the Pythagorean theorem there is no answer the answer by the way I think I'm correct in this is C squared I think the Pythagorean theorem is A squared plus B squared equals C squared but I've always loved Shaq because he has a good sense of humor about himself Um, and uh, look I think he and Charles Barkley Kenny Smith and Ernie uh, are the best that anybody has ever been in terms of being able to do a uh, studio show, right? Inside the NBA. They have a lot of fun. They are fantastic. All very funny and talented. I got to give Shaq credit, man. Shaq came out and made an argument similar to one that I've been making for a long time. And that argument is this. Vaccine mandates are wrong. Supreme Court, thankfully, has shot them down, but individual companies can still require them. If you are telling someone you have no choice You have to get the vaccine or you are going to be fired. That is wrong. Okay. And Shaq came out and made that argument. I'm not anti vax. If you decide that you want to get the COVID shot, if you decide you want to get it for your friends, for your family, for your kids, for your spouse, whatever makes sense for your household, I encourage you to make the right decision for your household. But the idea that we are mandating COVID shots that we know do not work against Omicron. The Pfizer CEO himself said the first and second shot of the Pfizer vaccine has limited if any efficacy against Omicron. The fact that we are firing soldiers, the fact that we are firing healthcare workers who refuse to get the COVID shot and unfortunately that some people are gonna get fired who refuse to get the booster, which is even crazier to me, makes even less logical sense, I give credit to Shaq. I give credit to Aaron Rodgers. I give credit to Kyrie Irving. I give credit to Novak Djokovic. To people in the world of athletics who aren't telling you what you have to do, they are just saying, I do not support mandates, more power to them. They are on the side that is going to be right historically. I have zero doubt about it at all. Props to them for being willing to speak truth to what otherwise is a great deal of power. I am very impressed at anyone who will speak truth to power. Props to Shaquille O'Neal for being right, in my opinion, in coming out against mandates. I also want to give props to Jon Stewart. Several months ago, Jon Stewart went on Stephen Colbert's show and said what was considered to be a crazy heretical statement on the left wing. He said based on all of the data, basically, he made jokes about it, but he said COVID, in his opinion, clearly came out of the Wuhan lab of virology based on the fact that the wet market they tried to blame for where COVID came from was located directly next door to the Wuhan lab of virology, all right? I believe personally that many of our tax dollars through Dr. Fauci and the NIH were used to allow COVID to be developed inside of Chinese labs and that we uh, created COVID in a lab and then it escaped and China has lied about it from the moment that happened uh, and that it has since spread around the world. This is one reason why I'm disgusted that we have a situation where we have people showing up at the uh, Winter Olympics in China and bowing down in front of the Chinese dictatorship as if we have in some way given blameworthiness now to China despite the fact that they created all this. But Jon Stewart, which counts as bravery, spoke out against that. He also, and this is double bravery now on behalf of Jon Stewart, he also came out, and I think he deserves a great deal of credit for this, he also came out and said that he doesn't believe that, John Stewart should, that Joe Rogan should be canceled by some of these aging rockers and everybody else who is trying to censor what Joe Rogan is able to say on his podcast. I give credit to Jon Stewart. Again, it takes bravery to speak out against a left-wing corporate hegemony that is in favor of shutting down debate that believes censorship is an asset that would be fine if the First Amendment in many ways did not exist in this country, I think you have to give a great deal of credit to people on the left wing who are starting to see the light, whether it pertains to how we got COVID, where it came from, and also to supporting uh, Joe Rogan's ability to have real conversations. Finally, and this is a big discussion point that I want to dive into. Okay, you guys may have watched in February when I went to my local school board in Williamson County, Tennessee, and spoke out against mask mandates. I had two minutes. I went and spoke against mask mandates. uh, And uh, my children, people were fired up. Why is Clay Travis speaking? And went, my children, my fifth grader, and my first grader are enrolled in public school. I went to public school myself, kindergarten all the way through 12th grade, okay? Public school kid. Nashville Public Schools, Davidson County. If you're not familiar with the area of the country that I live in, I grew up in Davidson County, Tennessee. That is Nashville proper. The entire county is considered to be Nashville, okay? I've lived all over Davidson County in my life. I went to kindergarten through 12th grade Nashville public schools. About six years ago, I moved to the county directly south of Nashville, Williamson County. You're not familiar with the geography. Brentwood and Franklin are two counties that are in Williamson County, directly south of Nashville's Davidson County. Just trying to lay out uh, the geography here. Okay, My house, it's about uh, 18 miles from my house to the center of downtown Nashville. okay? Kind of putting into perspective how far geographically we're talking about. about 18 miles from where my house is in Franklin, Tennessee to the center of Nashville, okay? So we're not talking about an expansive geographic di- distance here, okay? So Nashville has mandated masks all year for all students in its schools. Everyone in Nashville, kids are required to wear masks. This matters to me because if COVID had happened 20 years ago, I would have been one of those kids, a little bit over 20 years ago, I would have been one of those kids required to wear a mask K through 12th grade, okay? So Nashville, Davidson County has required masks. Directly south in Williamson County, something interesting has happened. The county has allowed parents to make their own choice about whether or not kids have to wear masks. My kids have not worn masks the whole year. Many of the other parents also in the county have made the same decision as me now and my wife. Now, if you wanted your kids to be in masks, You could put them in masks. It's not a mandate. Parents make the choice. I know it's crazy to argue that parents should be able to make the choice about whether or not their kids wear masks. So after six months of data, it has been tracked to see what the overall rates of COVID are among kids in schools in Davidson County and in Williamson County. And do you know what six months of data have shown? Williamson County the Franklin Brentwood area of Tennessee, there is actually a little bit lower rate of COVID infection among students than there is in Davidson County, all right? Basically, statistically, there is no difference. If masks worked on school kids, then the rate of COVID infection would be far higher in Williamson County where there is no mask mandate than in Davidson County where there is one. Now, if you're listening to this right now on a clip, you can go into my Twitter feed, at Clay Travis. You can scroll down. You can look at the data yourself. I shared it. It's also up on my Instagram account. If you are arguing against masks in schools where you are living, I don't know of very many better studies than Davidson and Williamson County, side-by-side counties, both in the Nashville area and the rate in Williamson County, actually a little bit lower, virtually no difference than the rate in Davidson County, despite Davidson County having a mask mandate. Let me be clear about this. Masks do not work in schools. The data reflects that they have no impact, okay? It's important. Some of you out there say, Clay, why are you so focused on masks? I'm glad you asked. Because masks are the foundational lie of our COVID response. There should be no mask requirement anywhere in the entire United States. Certainly not on school kids, but for no one anywhere else either. If you want to wear a mask because you need a safety blanket, you should have the right to do that. I'm not taking away your ability to wear a mask. But the idea that masks work is a lie. It is not supported based on the data that I am sharing with you with kids in school, and there is very limited data, if any, that they work anywhere. You can compare L.A. County, for instance, which has a mask mandate with Orange County, which does not have a mask mandate. For those of you who do not know that geography, L.A. County is north where Los Angeles is, Orange County is south in California and Orange County and LA County not very much different in overall rates of COVID infection. In fact, Orange County, which does not have a mask mandate, has a lower rate overall of COVID-related issues, right? COVID infections. Time after time, if you compare counties that are side by side and have made different decisions in terms of what is appropriate with covid There is virtually no difference, okay? Masks are the foundational lie that have allowed COVID restrictions to still exist. In my opinion, based on looking at the data, there is no way to continue to support any COVID restrictions at all for any reason. The vast majority of the American public now agrees with me. Coming out of Monmouth University this month, sorry, this week, 89% 89% of Republicans are ready to get back to normal, no COVID restrictions. 71% of independents, even 47% of Democrats, 70% of the American population overall. Masks are the foundational why. If we destroy their use by just pointing out all the data, particularly as it pertains to schools, then all of the COVID restrictions disappear and everyone all over this nation can get back to normalcy. I am Clay Travis. I got a busy weekend, a lot of basketball games to go to, and then I'm flying to LA. I'll be in LA all next week for the Super Bowl. Bengals going up against uh, the Rams. Encourage you to bet $5. You bet $5, you get back a 56 to 1 payout if you pick the right winner, Rams or Bengals. That's $280. Encourage you to have a friend. Take the other side. And if that happens, guess what? You can bet $10 and you're guaranteed to win while only risking 280 56 to 1 payout. Get hooked up today. Fanduel.com slash Clay. That is Fanduel.com slash Clay. I will be on Sean Hannity's show tonight. Encourage you to go listen to the Clay Travis and Buck Sexton podcast version of our radio show. Love all of you. DBAP, unless you need to SBAP, have fantastic weekends. I will see you on Sean Hannity tonight. Then I'll be with you on Monday from LA. This has been OutKick, the show.